The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Oh, yeah! This is the Cigar Authority. Have uh, you any imported cigars? The authority on everything cigar, in and out of the cigar industry. We're on a mission from God. With your host... A jelly donut! David Garofalo. How did it get here? Mr. Jonathan. I hear you, and I care. Barry Stein. I'm going to use my spare glove compartment underwear as a napkin. And Ed Sullivan. They don't have a listing for Mr. Wonderful. What uh, spelling did you use? It's time to light them up. Smoke if you got them. It's time for the Cigar Authority. I got a fever, and the only prescription is more cowbell. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, November 17, 2018, broadcasting live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. And today, the big man, Omar DeFrias from Fratello Cigars, returns with a new cigar. And Mr. Jonathan returns with a broken heart. What? We'll get to that in the next hour. Welcome back, everybody, to The Cigar Authority. What the hell do you guys do when I'm not here? <laughs> yeah, You're fun. listening to The Cigar Authority, now in its ninth year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast, awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine, awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest, The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. Catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. Was your ears burning last week? Because we talked about you before, during, and after the show. So I hear. Yeah. So anyway. I listened. It was good. It was good. My brother Sammy. He did a good job. He nailed it. He is the better He even kept, he kept the real secret as to why we don't use our last name a secret, which is great. Yeah. Okay. You saw all that. Omar DeFries is here. It's been a while. It's been I'm, a couple of years. I miss you guys. It's been last a couple time of years. You, you were taking your clothes off and dancing last time. <laughs> pants the, off, pants off. Yeah, that's right. And, the, <laughs> and this time, uh, we're, we're going to launch, literally launch, a new cigar brand from Fratello. Yes. Super excited about so, this. So let's see if Barry can pull it off, and then you'll correct him after. Go ahead, Barry. What do we got? Perfect. Well, today's first cigar is the Nevetta Inverso, and it's manufactured in Nicaragua for Fratello cigars. The size is a five and a quarter by 54 Robusto, and it features a Nicaraguan <laughs> Habano wrapper over an Ecuadorian Habano binder with fillers from Nicaragua and the Dominican Republic. A single cigar will set you back 11.39, while a box of 20 is 202.99, which is a savings of almost $35, or 11% off the box price at twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, GuysCigars.com. Now, have you guys ever had or, or smelled paprika before? Yeah. Yes. And what about smoked paprika? Yes. Yes. So you take a teaspoon of smoked paprika, you take a teaspoon of regular paprika, you mix them up, and you smell that. And that's what I'm getting on the foot. This is the open end of the cigar. Beautiful. See, I come I back from vacation. I'm on fire. I'm on fire. So we have a, a bottom sleeve on uh, on the cigar that we have to remove. And easiest to take, and I agree. Can we please agree on that? I mean, one of the easiest to take bands in the industry. Just slides right off. Just like, and, and all you got to do is a little peel and oh, I didn't, boom. I actually slid it off. You slid it off or you just peel it off. It peel goes it off. perfectly fine either way. <laughs> <Bless you. laughs> I got a little paprika in my nose. 
<laughs> and a little smoke. Are there any addition? Are there any additional there ingredients? There might be some in additional this? spices, baby. Maybe some saffron. Just get ready for that one too. The saffron. Okay? <laughs> so you still have this patented band that you I do. Uh, yes, sir. And uh, it's been ripped off a little bit. A little bit. It's been a couple of guys that come out with uh, with uh, with a. But hey, it's any the best cease and desist uh, letters? No, going out? no. It's the uh, it's the best uh, it's the best compliment a person can receive. You Does know, it piss you off as much as it pisses Dave off? <laughs> Sometimes he doesn't like he's that. A, he's a gentleman and makes believe like it doesn't bother him. But come on, a guys. little bit in the bag, a little yeah. bit in the bag. He's like, "What's up? Come on, now. come up with your own designs." All right, so uh, Inversa to me sounds a little like Reversa. Yeah. So you've reversed the blend. That's right. That's right. So something very unique. I was listening when you guys uh, when you guys had a conversation about the Naveta, and there was a little conversation about well. I understand Omar uh, grabbed the cigar on the Naveta, the tobacco on the Naveta, and basically inversed it all the way through. And I remember Dave saying very clearly, like, we're going to call him out if it's not, not going to be very similar to what the last blend was. Because yeah. Mr. Jonathan obviously made the point of saying, uh, how is it going to be different? So we're going to find how out today. How is it going to be different? We're going to find out today. All right. So, uh, so yes, we inversed the tobaccos on, uh, on the Naveta blend, and we're going to see what we got. Wow. And, and that's interesting. And... and we should pay attention to the burn, how well yeah. it burns and things like that, because right. sometimes things can't be switched around like that. That's right. Well, I, he put it on the market. Right. So. You've got to imagine. But, yeah. you know, anybody out there that doesn't understand how tobacco works, that the thicker tobacco, the slower burning tobacco would be in the inside of it right. so that the, uh, enough heat would end up so it burns evenly. When you get a cigar that's burning wrong one side or the other, or the inside burns or the outside burns and the inside doesn't burn or the other way around, it is... The placement of the tobacco. Well, let's hope he can blend cigars better than he can dance. Oh, uh, wow. Here wow. it comes up. Randy. I mean, it's incredible. You know, yeah. I, I'll tell you one of the things that I'm most proud of in my life. <laughs> um, I am I am very proud of, uh, of uh, you know, having the opportunity to have worked at NASA. That's one. So very proud of that. Yeah. Very proud to have launched my company. Very proud of that. And very proud of a beaten... But to the ground, a legend of dance. Legend of dance you took down, down to Chinatown, baby. And, and, let me, and let me be clear on this. They took away the merengue off of me. They took away the merengue. I was like, there's no way. And still yeah, a little butter. Jonathan doesn't fight fair. Even that with the unfair fight, you still kicked his rear. If, exactly. I, if exactly. I had had a man to dance with, <laughs> yeah. I would yeah. have killed you. <laughs> Which I, I, saw, killed I you. saw pictures again. He actually dances with men. <laughs> yes, I do. It's not just his Indian name, his tribal name, Dances with Men. He does do it and on well, a regular by the basis. Way. And well. I got one quick question. Does it hurt more when a guy turns you down than when a woman turns you down? Doesn't happen, buddy. <laughs> Either way. Doesn't happen. I'm very yeah. confident that way. You, you go up to the guy that. and say, do you want to dance? Yeah. You wanna, a, how do you <laughs> feel about throwing around about 6'2", 190 pounds? And I always get a yes. Never fails. Never Ooh. fails. And what, what if a woman wants to cut in on your man dance? Is that okay? It, it's usually frowned upon. Yeah. <laughs> she's nice enough and is willing to lead. And he's taller than I am. That's right. All right, let's cut this thing. I want to smoke. But just so everybody understands, the reason you, you dance with a man is so you're teaching the man how to do the man's part of the dance, and you're playing the woman. Correct. But I also, I do it so that I... And I'm he's a better, not ashamed, folks. I'm a better he's dancer saying, that saying way. this proudly. He pumped his chest up as he said, correct. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all the other brands were raising prices, Perdomo... 
cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. Okay. Now. Mm. Great draw. And that, that smokiness of the paprika comes through on the cold draw. Also, when you, uh, you smoke a little bit of meat and you got the, the wood burning. Is this a dancing with men analogy again? No, but if you want to go there, you know, we yeah. can talk about a different type of meat. Uh, it's up to you. Yeah. <laughs> the man has knowledge, okay? The man has a lot of knowledge of meats. So we got the big man here, so we should use a big lighter. That's right. We are going to light our cigar today with the Vertigo Buddha. The Vertigo Buddha features the double-wide patented Vertigo big-ass tank, a flip-top, four jets, a flip-out bullet punch, all for the low price of thirty-nine ninety-five. Say it's not so. This is something I know. The holidays are coming up. And now, the, let's give say somebody this. This is a hundred-dollar lighter. Let's all day say long. your husband is hovering around eight feet tall, <laughs> <laughs> and he's, he's limping around because he broke his foot dancing. Uh, this would be a great pocket lighter for someone of that stature. Yes, right. it would. And maybe me. Maybe me. Maybe. Yeah, you almost fit oh, that description. Oh, okay. Very nice. Touche. <laughs> all right. I, I, I can actually put this in my pocket all day long. There's no big problem. Yeah, no that's problem. a pocket lighter for you. pocket lighter for me. I will say, too, I had to do a camera adjustment for Omar today. <laughs> <laughs> he some more headroom. Really? Oh, oh yeah. we need more yeah. headroom as here. As long as you don't oh, cut look my at head All the way up here. I feel I can't even touch the top of the screen I feel bad for the dude that has to harvest circus tents to make your jackets because i mean that must be a, a, a workload of workloads wow 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 i mean just uh it's just a continuation because it's, it's not just it's not just length i mean you've got you've got broad shoulders i got broad shoulders too you fill it out man i do i feel it i feel it. hey listen as long as you don't cut my head off and i'm good all right uh, that's usually the biggest issue i cut it with my cut and my head is cut off <laughs> when, when you had hair <laughs> what, what kind of hair do you have? Do you have like a, a no afro, afro? No? no afro going on. Very short, just like you know. The story actually how I ended up, uh, uh, you know, shaving my head is I was sitting in Puerto Rico, I was doing my MBA, and a lady comes over and says, "Hey, professor, what are we going to do for uh, for class tomorrow?" I look at her, woman. I'm 23 years old. Mm-hmm. What professor are you talking about? It's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean. So immediately. Saw the all the white hairs and made the assumption. <laughs> no <laughs> white <laughs> hair. I just, I, there was a little bit of, there was a little bit of lack of hair in the top part. And so made me look a little bit older like you. And so I said, no way. I'm going to change that. And immediately I shaved my I head. I love it. So, all right. So we're, we're in the medium plus. Yeah. Uh, category here right off right off the bat yes so what should we be tasting what should we be experiencing in the cigar so uh i i gotta tell you uh dave i'm a huge fan of this blend and how it came out this is probably the most meaningful body cigar i've ever produced uh and uh, barry was absolutely right when uh, when he wrote his uh, his review on it um I love this blend and how it came out because of the tobacco that we use. It's basically uh, the origination is from the original Mabeta blend. So beautiful tobaccos that we use on that sort of a medium body strength, but very full, a lot of flour, a lot of uh, dry fruit notes to that particular tobacco. This one is going to have a lot of very heavy leather, a lot of uh, a lot of earthiness to it, a lot of coffee notes to it. Uh, I think it's got a beautiful mesh between sugar and uh, and like pepper, all the mix you mixed up together, and you smell it as you get that full-blown experience to it. So yeah, it's the same it. tobacco. Similar tobacco. So what I do, okay. what I did here, um, which was very interesting, I, uh, I grabbed the wrapper on the Naveta blend and I put it on the binder on the Inverso. I used the binder on Inverso and I put it on the filler 
and then I increased the tobacco on the filler. So what I did, instead of using a viso binder, which is the Dominican viso binder that Dambeta uses, I utilized a, a Dominican Ligero, but the exact same tobacco, same farmer, same everything. It's, it, it's a smart business move because if you have the tobacco for one, now you have the tobacco for the other. It's a smart business move. 100%. Unless you run out, in which case you'll be out of both. Exactly. And that would be a big problem. That would be a problem. That's not the situation. Right. And you're out of... These are readily available type yes, tobaccos. We're using, we're using proprietary tobacco to a single farm, single origin that Hoya de Nicaragua uh, owns. And uh, they, bought this, they bought this farm probably five plus years ago. And, uh, and it was readily available for me. So I bought it many, many years ago. And, you know, we've been aging it. We've been letting it sit for a little while. So I said, you know, how can we utilize the success that we had in the Naveta and make it onto a richer, fuller body blend? And then, uh, kaboom, <coughs> easiest blend I've ever done. Wow. Easiest blend I have ever done. And I will go as far as to say the best one you've ever done. Thank you. Thank this, you. Is, this is a great cigar, and everybody knows I like a, a milder cigar, but I, I'm not getting kicked with, right. with it. It's so much flavor. That's right. uh, there is power that's in it, but it's not killing me. If you that's took, right. and, and this is early on in the cigar, so this flavor profile may change, but if you took an apricot and cut it in half mm-hmm. and just pressed it down on some fresh ground black pepper and ate that, that's what I'm getting right now. You got, you got a nice balance between Ooh, the Ed sweetness. Ed Sullivan throwing you some love here. Right. The That's sweetness right. and the dryness almost from the apricot, but then you got that peppery component, which is, is kicking up my palate and causing my salivatory glands to spark up. So there's nothing dry about the smoke, but some of the flavors in there have a, a dry component. Uh, Jonathan, as you know, on the retrohale, you pick up more of the pepper. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what else I, I, I love about this blend and I, uh, that I've been missing on some of the rest is the long finish. It's got a really nice long finish to it. Let it out! We're watching Jonathan attempt to. Are you holding yourself? <sighs> Can't do it in the strong stuff. Well, happy birthday. Well, thank you. I'm the 40 now. 40, the oh, big four. Welcome to the club, buddy. I don't know how I feel, man. I don't know how I feel. Let me tell you, 40 wasn't bad at all. Don't feel bad. The big 5 is the painful one. Wow. Okay. Uh, you'll all be there soon. I'm in the next decade in. Right. Four, <laughs> four months from me. Yeah. Go. March, I'll turn to big 5 Woof. Wow. And that's the one. You that, look great, Barry. Yeah, or as I like to say, one year closer to death. Yeah. <laughs> as we like to say, right? Uh, so how's Omar doing at 40, and how is the Fratello brand doing? Oh, man, we're doing great. I, uh, I'm going to tell you, this is, I just reached my second year anniversary uh, after leaving NASA in 2016. Full-time now. Full-time. Uh, because before this- that, you were working at NASA four days a week and yes. then traveling three days. Yeah, so the, the first three and a half years of the Fratello brand, I was literally working for both. I was doing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, working for NASA full-time about 12-hour days. So what I uh, was able to manage with my, with my uh, management team was, do you allow me to work uh, remotely on Thursday? And, uh, and I can basically have every Friday off because I would have completed my 12 hours. So I would do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, uh, 12-hour days. And then I would travel to my destination on a Wednesday night, sleep in Texas, California, Oklahoma. And obviously, you guys saw me quite a bit during right. that time as well. And so uh, I uh, was able to sell cigars at night on Thursday. I was able to hit the road, sell cigars Friday, Saturday, and come back home on Sunday. So I did that for like literally, literally three and a half years straight. And so with the um, wife and the child. Yeah. So it was, it was definitely a long, long version, long, long travels. Uh, um, I'm happy to say that after that process, you know, October 2016 came around. 
And uh, and man, it was the hardest decision I've ever had to uh, make in my life. Yeah, you you, 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 were, you were compensated well. You were yeah, there for a long time, yeah. and to give it up, but you you followed your passion and your dream. Yeah, it was tough. It you was must tough, though, you must yeah. have seen a, an extraordinary amount of growth being able to hit hit the bricks literally seven days a week. Yeah, and do what you do. You must have seen some growth. Yeah, and so the biggest thing really was, I mean, how do I, how do I get into this industry that's under attack in the middle of everybody else pulling out? Yeah, you remember in 2016, sure. I it was every single other brand was just, uh, you know, the smaller brands obviously they were pulling back. There was not a whole lot of new releases. The people were just controlling themselves a little bit more. The buyers were controlling themselves as well. So it was a very very tough year for a lot of manufacturers. But I said, if I don't double down right now. What I'm, you know, what am I going to be losing? What am I going to be missing out? So, the the idea of 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 still being at NASA and still doing Fratello full time and not giving Fratello sort of the time of day was just yeah. driving me. Got to give it your all. I I did it for three years for Two Guys Smoke Shop. That I had a I was a nightclub disc jockeys three years. I did both of them. And the day I ended up saying, okay, that's going to be it, was the day that the company ended up taking off because yeah. how much could I possibly do with, with two jobs and then you get a, give it 100% yeah. and that's what it requires. <coughs> yeah. That's what it requires. And it requires the beat down that you're doing to yourself that nonstop and you look at the success stories that happen in this industry and you know I've been 34 years in the business I, I watched them come and go the people like you are the ones that ended up are, are the, big, the people that big are all in today. yeah, yeah. And, and it really is I mean at the end of the day it's like so I said what is the worst that can happen I mean I start I start hitting it on Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday Saturday which is what I do I'm on the ready on the road well you might as well add three or more days and but 2017 was a tough tough year I mean the first qu- quarter of the year um, I, I will not deny I was scratching my head and I was thinking what in the world did I just do yeah. I mean it was it was it was dead months I mean this was probably around the time that Obama had allowed people to start bringing in Cuban cigars sales were down a little bit on December for a lot of our brick and mortars and so January if the brick and mortars are not you know buying a lot you know selling a lot of cigars in December you know January February sales tend to be a little bit on the lower side so tough 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 Q1 and then on Q uh, on in March, March first, literally, I just started hitting the road, and I just went back to what I do best, and I was hitting the road and selling cigars one on one. Here we go. So you, you're tying in your NASA with your cigars because uh, that was part of your life, and, and that becomes your your brand style and the names of the uh, different sizes yeah. and things like you do, which is very cool. Uh, one of the things he's doing, uh, and we had you uh, all day yesterday at two of our stores. You're here in Salem uh, today. And one of the items that you give away if the people buy the box is the astronaut ice cream. Yes. And I'm going to tell you after after through five and a half years of uh, giving out you know lighters and giving out shot glasses and giving out n- have never received a better response to space ice cream. Okay, and pe- a lot of people <laughs> don't know what it is. And it's never even been in space. Space <laughs> ice cream's never actually been in space. It right? was. It was. was it, it? There was a misconception about how it was, you know, crumbling and whatnot, but it really was. I mean, there was a lot of things that. Um, the best example is when when somebody I'm, I'm downstairs and I'm introducing somebody to to a Fratello box and they're saying, hey, you know, I would love to buy a box. You know, what, what, are you, what am I getting? I mean, they're all, you can show them the T-shirt. You can show them the shot glass. You can show them the ashtray. Then they're done and, that. And then people are like, how can I get the ice cream? Now I'm like, yeah. <laughs> oh, you can't beat that. You can't beat that. So. Well, one thing that you, you haven't incorporated yet um, to it, the astronauts in my day, always they talked about this was the astronaut drink, which was Tang. Yeah. Right, so Tang was a powdered um, 
thing that was added right. to water and orange all, powder, like a Kool-Aid right, mixture yeah. or iced tea. Yeah. But this was orange. It was orange. And I went to the store to end up finding it. And wouldn't you know that uh, Tang today now is a liquid concentrate in a squeeze bottle. But as a kid, one of the drinks, as this, you know, I was at the, at the age while uh, the astronauts were in the, in the big thing. Yeah. Tang was a big deal and stuff. But the teenagers would get the Tang and mix it with vodka. And it became the Tango. And that was the mixture of it. Again, it ends up being full alcohol at that at that point. Another dance I'd kick your ass at, by the way. Please, <laughs> tango. please let's do it so now. When I came in this morning, you're like, you know, we're gonna have tango, and I'm like thinking Jonathan and Omar are gonna dance. dance. No, oh, no. I'm in. no dancing together. No, no. no dancing Resident together. Resident alcoholic of the I, show. I've never heard of tango. I might open up a can. So you gotta of, take a uh, you, you gotta know. take a little vodka out. I got more than a half a bottle of uh, hammer and sickle vodka here. Now now this is not powdered concentrate though, so I don't know how much i'm supposed to squeeze in here we'll but find out the sure whole enough. bottle, the <laughs> whole bottle. that's good you think so yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's gonna make quartz <laughs> oh the whole thing here is 24 glasses the whole bottle that's it yeah, yeah. 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 maybe one more shot turn yeah. that a little more Hit orange it. yeah Look now, at then you gotta color. put the cap on and give it a shake how much you have to shake it anyway but we're gonna do tango i prefer it shaken not stirred there we go tango shots Take a shot and smoke a cigar. That's right. So, uh, congratulations on your success and Thank future you. success. Uh, if you don't know, um, you, can just, give, you cigars, can just give me the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Should have known. There we go. I appreciate that, Dave. I appreciate that. It's uh, so we're gonna do a, a tasting right here. Yeah. So I'm gonna go sip. Just salud, sip. Salud. See, see the taste here. Salud. Cheers. Is it what you remember? There's not enough of it in there. I think there's too much. It's it, really it, good. It, it I tastes, think it's perfect. It tastes like... Uh, oh, you should that look at co- Mr. Jonathan. That cough medicine that was yellow. <laughs> well, man. <laughs> you, you, think need, you think it needs another shot? <laughs> I don't know. Put a little bit more in. Let's not see what the, we got. The vodka tastes perfect. You're diluting the vodka. What do you do? Diluting with a tango. A a teaspoon of tango. (laughs) Yeah, technically, Jonathan's still on vacation, so he can have as much as he wants. Yeah, he shot it. Tastes a little now. It's a little more tango. I'm good. It was sweet enough as it was. It's not even sweet. Oh, it's terrible. If I never have that again as long as I live, it'll be too soon. All the kids are doing it. We're going to bring back the tango. Here it comes. <laughs> Take you back to your 15. All, all, the, all the frat houses in the United States are going to go tango. Right, right. It reminds me of Robitussin Jr. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> you didn't even shoot it. I didn't shoot it. Uh, I'm trying to taste meant to it. to be shoot. Yeah, I'm it's trying meant to be shot. I'm going to put like a drop of this just in the <laughs> That might make it a little bit too sweet. Do you remember making tang as a kid? You know, it said like one teaspoon. Yeah. But if your mom wasn't around, you would put two teaspoons in. Would you ever get the teaspoon put in your mouth? Of course. Just dry? Of yeah. course. <laughs> never did that. Cough a little I bit. I did that with Ovaltine, but never with, uh, never with tang. <laughs> I do that with Swiss Miss. I usually drink it right out of the pack packet. All right, now try it with the, with the. has a little more in it. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah, a little, a little shake, a little shake. Two shots for you is like one shot for me. Well, so right. I, mean, I should have brought the uh, Fratello shot glass. It would have been a little bit taller for sure. So let's see. Tango. I recommend you sweet. don't give that away. It's very sweet. Yeah, it's, yeah, very sweet. So do you miss. Um, being at NASA? Yeah, I'm going to tell you one thing. I, I do. I, uh, I miss the people. I miss the programs. I miss the, 
I mean, it's a high level conversation. Weekly man. checks. I, I will tell you one thing. <laughs> what, I mean, there's a lot of things. jokes don't do it for you. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy doing this too. Let me get this straight. I will tell you though, I do miss. I mean, we, we truly worked. I truly work with some of the smartest people on earth. I mean, not. I'm never even close to that field. But uh, this, I mean, when you're meeting with a CFO from NASA and we're talking appropriations and appropriations law and things that we shouldn't be doing and, you know, the launch of a new program or a new payload and these kinds of level of conversations. I mean, I was managing a budget of $5 billion for NASA uh, for, uh, for a long, long time. And then before that was IT program and project management. It really sort of, uh, it, it comes down. NASA does what no other government agency and, and, and or entity does in the world. I mean, we do... We research, you know, we're yeah. in the business of data. And so uh, so being in the middle and in the midst of this conversation is something that I do miss. I don't miss, obviously, the infighting with Congress and uh, we need more money for this. And, you know, uh, uh, we need to transfer, five, you know, half a million dollars into this particular program. And because of that, we have to make a programmatic decision and show Congress that we did this for this and reason. You and you dealt with the finance was a big part of what 100%. Yeah. yeah. So there was yeah. a lot of that and a lot of the uh, programmatic decisions when it comes down to do we, do we cancel a program? or not what do we make into consideration for that i mean and so we review a lot of the data that a lot of scientists would bring to the management team and we would evaluate and saying yeah i mean you got enough money based on the uh usage and the uh and and your expense uh uh in the last four or five years and here's what we think and we do progressions and we do evaluations of when they're going to run out or when they're not and so based on those decisions, we make some pretty high-level decisions of canceling programs that can affect people's right, lives. So right. a lot of really cool stuff, but, uh, uh, but I don't miss the infighting. I, I, I still remember back in 2013, I got a great story. Uh, NASA, you're, I'm not sure if you guys remember, the government shut down in uh, uh, October 1st. It was, uh, it was a government shutdown. The Congress couldn't get, a, right. uh, get, a, get it together. And so uh, there was, uh, I was counting the minutes to uh, hit the road because I had already launched my brand and uh, and I was thinking well if I'm literally not going to have a job tomorrow I got cigars to sell so there we go 809 uh, the next day I was on the road and I came back home three weeks after and uh, I came home with $28,000 in my pocket and so it was it was a great three weeks but it was knocking on people's door, <laughs> jumping into events where Jorah Padron was having an event, and I would just sit down with the owner and say, hey, man, listen, I know you've got a lot of time. you got Jorah Padron over here, but do you mind if we put this order together? I mean, it was 8 o'clock at night, that kind of stuff. I remember meeting you in Washington, D.C. Do you remember? Yeah, I remember very well. And, uh, February 2014. And, you know, you came up, you talked to me. I thought he was just a person at the bar, and we're talking, and he said, oh, no, I know who you are, and here's the thing, and I go, oh, no, you're a cigar salesman? I'm, I'm just thinking he's like, oh, yeah. he's I'm like, oh, no. Crap, I just bought this guy a drink. I'm stuck <laughs> yeah. for 30 more minutes, minimum. And, and this is and, a big dude, too. And then I'm, and then I'm ch- ch- talking cigars with him, and here's my brand, and here's, here's this, and I'm like, oh, my God, I said, I just give, couldn't, couldn't give believe the, I was in it. it. You got the pity order at that point. But then your cigars stood on their no, own. No, but then he said. <laughs> we started, coming, we started talking said, more. Where, where were your cigars? You got them out there? And he, it was retailer after retailer after retailer. And I'm like, oh, my God. How long have you been around? It was a short period of time. And I'm like, how the hell could you be in? We're talking top retailers across the country and stuff. And I'm smoking the cigar as I'm, t- as I'm talking. And cigar's good. And I'm just like, wow, what? 
All right, let's let's do it. So I got I got an invitation from John Anderson, who was a Drapers, uh, uh, the owner of Drapers. Yeah. And, uh, he said, "Hey, Omar, you know we're gonna have a lot of really key guys in the industry come up. Why don't you come up and I'll introduce you to some, and you know you can talk." And obviously, I had done my wow. research before, and so I came in, and obviously, I knew very well who you were and a lot of the other key members. And well, I was a great conversation with you. I just, I mean, I remember to this day, I I told you, it's like, so what do you do? It's like, well, I work for NASA, and I started saying, he's like, wait, what? Yeah, and yeah. you're and you're selling. Some Cigars? Why? <laughs> he left out the most important part about you when he came back and told me the story, that you're friggin' seven feet tall. <laughs> so when I first met you, I'm like, there's no way this dude walking in the door right now is Omar. And Dave comes up and gives you a hug. And I'm like, that would be the detail that I would have given, I don't know, first. He's seven was- feet tall. He can hit his head on the ceiling. <laughs> No, you're a truly unique person in the the cigar industry, and maybe maybe that becomes part of it, but that gets you in the door. Now it becomes the cigar has to be good, and it has to continue to sell, and you have to continue to be motivated and and work it Uh, on the outside. You're doing all that, and uh, uh, new blends and new uh, unique stuff. Even your packaging is changing for the better. Yeah. Uh, making it more visible and, and uh, basically color-coded, and everything's going in the right direction. We're growing up. We're growing up, Dave. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, I love the fact that after I left NASA, then I could become a little bit more creative, and that's sort of what Naveta uh, was born. You know, I, I was looking to tie, obviously, my background um, before and after the cigar industry, and so that's where the, uh, the actual box came in, and I, uh, we, we, we've been working on this cigar for a long time because I knew around the time that I wanted to leave NASA and obviously do this thing for time and so i made the box look like a space shuttle tile and this i put the numbering system of each particular tile in the front and a particular shuttle that would be assigned to each cigar something so to have, talk about yeah so i had the, like the naveta the, you know the robusto discovery the Toro endeavor and whatnot and so uh just to give people a little bit more insight on us and obviously let the cigar so to speak for itself and did you feel funny while you were still at nasa no i can't connect the two to that dramatic way i was i I felt very funny about it It, there was definitely uh you know before i even started my business i had to disclose everything that i do because i had a very high security clearance so i have to make sure that they know that this isn't like it's not like i'm starting a consulting business on on finance which would be a big no-no especially in a position where you're managing five billion dollars for a government agency so uh but it was completely (laughs) it was completely approved it was perfectly fine the issue was uh the the potential connect right so um so fast forward to 2017 you probably saw the article that came out in the washington post yes um they did a huge uh, uh there was a beautiful article actually came out three days before the ipcpr which Pray. doesn't hurt yeah so uh so when that came through obviously it sort of uh i got all the emails from obviously all my nasa friends that were saying like what in the world what is this omar did you were doing this before so a lot of people didn't have na- had no idea Wow. So they were just like, uh, I mean, all that you pulled both things at the same time, and I can understand why you quit. You from were living a, two lives at that point. Yeah, I was 100% of the yeah. yeah. From a, from a uh, standpoint of a manufacturer or a brand owner, how valuable is bringing something new to the market, and how much is FDA regulations going to hurt you long run? So it's, it's incredibly valuable for a small brand like myself. When, when we're talking about a different, a different level of brand, like somebody like uh, the Padrones of the world, the Fuentes of the world, the Olivas of the world, that entirely different ballgame when it comes to them because, you know, 
and even for them, it's obviously it's, it, you know tremendously significant to bring a mark, you know, a new product on the market because that's immediate sales. They come in, everybody's asking what's new. So uh, you're a big company like that, and everybody wants to buy it, and so you get huge push, millions of dollars in orders and whatnot. So for me, obviously, it was an entirely different ballgame. I need to build a portfolio, right? So I needed to build a portfolio where I'm not only showcasing the Fratello line with the Classico, the Bianco, and the Oro, but I'm also uh, in- introducing a new line which is under the Fratello. Spazio line, which is Fratello Space, obviously in Italian, and I put her under the Naveta blends. And so I need to come out and introduce new product into the market so I can take shelf space, you know? Sure. What's uh, your obsession with uh, Italy? And all um, things Italian. <laughs> it's my nickname from college, man. I told you before, your your memory is <laughs> off. So Fratello means brother in Italian, and I started with the with the uh, with uh, it's my nickname from college and so i started with the with the italian feel and background for the name so i couldn't just go back and do fratello up in portuguese or do something in french you know i gotta keep it consistent so five blends you're doing that five blends yes. and how many sizes of each so uh five sizes on most of the blends and three sizes on naveta four sizes on naveta as well naveta has four sizes and inversa has three and of the boxer yeah. one yeah, on all the on all of the cigars I have, and uh, I have a box press torpedo, uh, which has become a brand on its own. It's very very exciting to see. You know, I didn't even mean to to make it a line on its own. I just launched it as the boxer because I put a little bit extra Lijero on each blend and it makes it a little bit stronger, gives you a little more of a punch and hence the reason for the boxer. And it also is a box press torpedo. Right. So both things were working at the same time. So that line and each blend is still a very, very big seller for me. I know yeah. what you're wondering is what is the Italian connection there? Rocky Marciano was Italian and a boxer. Yes. So <laughs> there we go. There's the connection. There's a little story there, too. I want to give a quick shout out in our studio audience here. We've got uh, both Connecticut and New York represented. Yeah, we go. Traveling an awful long distance to come see the show. And Christine, if you could flip on the smoke eaters, if they're right not the on, back. put them up on high. Those two switches up. under the clock. Both on up because we've got a lot of smoke going on and a good studio audience. Beautiful. Uh, so now your next step is to bring on employees into the company because yes. you were a one-man show, basically. I was. I was. And now we're, we're, we're four people strong, man. I mean, it's, it's, it's incredible. I have uh, – I just literally hired – and I'm going to give him a shout-out because he's watching as well. Fratello uh, Samuel uh, Sam Dietz um, recently hired as the new director of sales for the Mid-Atlantic for Fratello Cigars. So he's going to be handling a big territory. He's going to be handling New Jersey, New York. Uh, he's going to be handling uh, D.C., Maryland, Virginia. Which that's I your back, like that's a, your backyard. Why it hire is. somebody for your own backyard? So, so I need to increase um, You know, a lot of these people as much as it is my backyard. I can only sometimes visit them once, maybe twice a year. So the potential for growth there is incredible because obviously it's my backyard, right? So there is great potential for growth. Uh, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, very, very hard states for me to get to all the time. So even in Virginia, and even in Maryland, very hard for me to visit these shops any more than twice a year because I'm in Colorado. I'm in visiting Terry Gallagher in Colorado. I'm visiting the guys in, uh, in, uh, in, in Arizona. I'm visiting the guys in Florida. I'm visiting New Crackhouse uh, and uh, Turner Box in Charlotte. I mean, I'm visiting all of these different shops once a year. There's just so much Omar I can go around. I know there's a lot of love. There's a lot of Omar, too. <laughs> a lot of Omar. Jesus Christos. So, so, Jesus Christos. So, but, but, but it was a very smart move on our company now to be able to not only you know, make sure that we have 
our footprint solid in this territory and then obviously start expanding. So Mariela is a great, uh, is our brand manager. She's been on board with us for now three and a half years. We have an office manager as well. So now things are really coming together for the company for obviously 2019 being a huge year for Fratello. And if there's somebody out there that says, I'd like to work for Fratello, the people that you have worked for Fratello are not brokers. These are, pe- these are company people no. that are there. And uh, that's, 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 that's that the direction you're going. No brokers ever. No brokers. Uh, I uh, I tried it last year. I did a couple of moves. I, it's you know you live you learn. You you want to make sure you get some people in different territories and see how it works. Um, I think that the right move for Fratello was let me go bring these people in house. Let me let me sort of teach them where I think our company can potentially grow and and go to rather than have you know multiple brands represented. It's tough, man. When you it's tough enough for me to go into a into a shop and say hey I want you to now carry the Bianco line. I want you to now carry the Naveta Inverso and getting new blends and getting that traction and making sure it turns constantly. It's very hard when you're just depending on something. Well, not only that, as a shop owner, you you have to decide now what goes. Right. You take on something new, what goes? And and is what new what is new coming in right. going to outsell the old stuff going out? Absolutely. And so and so it, it, it really is a, a tough decision when you bring somebody. I mean, we had over 130 resumes. 130 resumes for a small company like mine literally applying and saying, hey, we want to give it. We, I, I love the vision. I love what you've done. And uh, applying and making a case and sending me emails. I would I make it a very uh, interesting case on the, the, the uh, position description to say, why would you like to work for Fratello? So a lot of people, when they go and see something on Indeed or, you know, uh, or any of the other websites where you apply for jobs, they just go in and see a position and click and then just submit the resume and it's done, right? It's easy. Yeah. And they just, you do a vast majority. So a lot of those people, I wean them out and then I focus on the ones that actually did a better job and saying, hey, I saw your Paul Washington, the Washington Post, or I saw your growth and I went to look into your website and it was very good. And so that kind of thing for me was was important. Very good. We're smoking the Naveto Inverso. This is a Fratello. What do we get for early uh, flavors here? Getting anything? I'm sticking with my uh, spicy apricots. I'm still, I still have that going on. It's got a, a little, little sweet, a little dry, a little it, spice. It's got a little orange, little orange, <laughs> a little, <laughs> little tang. tangy. It's like a tang to it. A little tang to it. It's a tangy cigar. Yeah, it's a tangy cigar for sure. Does it mix well with it? With the tango? A little citrus to it. Is this going to be a go-to for Barry Stein? No, this might be the first alcoholic drink I don't like. Oh, really? <laughs> but I'll still have another. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, where has Omar been, and where is he headed? And later, Mr. Jonathan has been doing traveling, too, and not a surprise, it involved dancing with men. We're going to get to that, too. We're live at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. There was a time when cigars were the hallmark of elegance and success. In this time gone by, the aficionado would revel in opening a beautiful box, only to find their favorite celebratory smoke emblazoned with a heritage-laden band. It's time to put the bundle down and travel back to this golden age. For your voyage, may we humbly suggest the only cigar worthy of being packaged in a handmade marble box. Berlin Wall Series from Hammer & Sickle. Live well. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta. The Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. America's favorite love story takes on a modern zeal with this A.J. Fernandez collaboration. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta, crafted in Esteli, Nicaragua, is a contemporary take on the rich and robust profile of the Romeo by Romeo collection. 
This exceptional premium offering employs an aged San Andreas wrapper, considered one of the most flavorful leaves used in today's premium cigar market. Handcrafted in Nicaragua by cigar master A.J. Fernandez, full-flavored, dressed in a stunning San Andreas wrapper, rich in bold profile with notes of dark chocolate, spice, and licorice, and available in four sizes, Robusto, Toro, Pyramid, and Short Magnum. Competitively priced under $10. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta. The Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the Silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Christoph cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Christoph is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars. 
handcrafted since 1964. I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth-generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. If some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tabacalera Palmer, has produced the cigar that not only belongs to the factory but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper surrounding a Dominican blend of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With the exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. The flavor smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing part. La Galera Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. Sono Michael Cappellini dal Toscano Cigars e stai ascoltando al Cigar Authority sul United Podcast Network. Benvenuti a tutti voi. We're back, and we're with Omar De Frias from Fratello Cigars, and we're smoking the Navetta Inverso, and we're drinking Tango. Barry has doubled up on it. I've he hates up. it so much. So much for not liking it, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I figure if I drink enough of it, it'll numb me it's to about the taste 2. of 2. it. It's about 2.5 shots, I yeah. agree, huh? That's it. He's doing it for us. <laughs> so uh, where have you been traveling to, and what's next? And, oh, and you're man. even out of the country, right? Yeah. I mean, so I'll tell you something very cool that's been happening to uh, to our <coughs> company. I uh, I started going to uh, so in 2015 I went for my first year to Inter Tobacco, and uh, this is in Dorman, and um, and I was thinking this is the God to honest truth. Uh, my business is in the U.S. I was thinking this could be a fun trip, right? Let me go to let me go to Europe. Let me go to Germany. I'll go to the trade show. If I get an order, that's great. Hopefully, we'll pay for my uh, for my ticket. And uh, and lo and behold, it did not pay for my ticket. Yeah. So that was okay. Tough. Said, <laughs> you go to another country, get zero sales. Zero sales. Tough. Mm. That was a little tough. But I did enjoy myself. I went out for a little vino, a little tapas in Spain. So can't go wrong with that. Um, but then the following year came up. I, I connected with some people. Um, so I didn't have a chance to connect. It's very interesting, the market in Europe and how different it is from the U.S. Because in Europe, it's all about distribution, right? You've got to sure. get distribution first. You cannot just go. I cannot just go to the Dave Garofalo and say, hey, man, let me tell you a little bit about our blend. You sort of introduce my cigars. You have to get the uh, the point to be of entrance to be the distributor. So very, 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 very tough market to sort of crack, right? Yeah. There's majority is, uh, is, is Q and own. And so following year, I come in and I, all of a sudden I start connecting with uh, a big uh, distributor in uh, in Germany. It's called uh, um, the Kleinlagel family. I'd already been doing a little bit of business with uh, uh, in uh, in the Netherlands with uh, Sasha, which is the biggest distributor in uh, in the Netherlands, and so I knew there was a little bit of traction. So coming into the following year, I knew there was already something there. So it was a little bit going to be paying for itself, at least at least the travel on the way over there. So I said the second year, let's see what we got, and immediately um, we got the interest of this distributor. And in 2000, last year and this year actually. Uh, Things just completely turned. Uh, I have been selling an enormous amount of cigars to to Europe. I opened up uh, the uh, the German market 
and we have over 40 points of sales in Germany nice. right now. We have the Netherlands, obviously. We have Slovakia. We have the Czech Republic. Uh, we, uh, we open up with Thailand. We open up in Vietnam. And so now all of a sudden, I'm going, I'm actually making some business. Mm-hmm. So it feels pretty good to actually now go enjoy a little weekend uh, by myself. I, uh, I went to a place. I went to Budapest this last trip and you know, sat down in the beautiful thermal waters of slush, 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 something because I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> and, they, and all of their all of their names are very, very complicated. But it allowed me to to hone in, and so now I'm actually going twice a year to Europe. And so it's it's yeah. an interesting market. I yeah. Uh, right. But you got to get that distribution first. We landed it, and now it's about getting that extra. Growth. How about Italy? So Italy is a funky market, and I'm going to tell you why. I've been I've been behind this distributor who also distributes for Hoya de Nicaragua, which is a great distributor out there. But for some reason, I keep on looking. I keep on seeing every time he comes to the booth and talks to the guys at Hoya because I share that booth with Hoya de Nicaragua, yeah. and I tell him, it's like, hey. Paisano. Right. Are you going to give me some love? You would think it would be an easy Fratello. sale. Am I right? Name Fratello. No, yeah. everything around it, nothing. And I'm like, dude, I mean, we got to make this happen at some point. So hasn't happened, uh, but uh, but, but I, I, you, you would have thought it was going to be the easiest one, right? I thought it was going to be the easiest one. Right. I'm like, what are you doing? I mean, come on, Fratello. Like, you know, be a how slam many dunk <laughs> for you just being on your tiptoes. <laughs> Wow. So, but, 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 but it was, it was, it's incredible. And so now I'm going to go, uh, next year we landed Norway as well. Um, and, uh, and that's a, that's another distributor out in Norway that I'm going to be visiting him in Oslo. So, uh, that's another future trip and then go back to Germany, um, uh, see my buddy Thomas and the rest of the Clan Lego family and come yeah. back home. So is there, uh, say in the U.S., is there a shop or somebody that you always wanted and, you know, everybody has their list of the, I got to get into this thing that you'd want to share and maybe shout out to them and say, what's it going to take to get in there? I, I always wanted to get in. So I'm going to say, I'm going to tell you one thing. I, uh, I was always, uh, I, I watched the episode with you and Jeff Borshowitz. Yeah. Uh, that's always been an interesting, uh, an, an interesting uh, uh, shop for me because I, I see every every positive. I see. I go to. I've been to the shops plenty of times before I was in the cigar industry because I used to travel to Cape Canaveral for NASA all the time, and I would always stop and be a consumer there. And uh, I love the organization of that shop. I love the uh, the 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 management of it. The people know they're very knowledgeable. Jonathan, so, you were there this week. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's really well it's done, great, right? Well done, show. outstanding. Yeah, you great, great the, shop. You were at the one in Tampa, right? Correct. So great shop, and uh, and so uh, I've made a couple of, uh, of of approaches to that shop very early on, and then you know it's like uh, you know at some point when they're ready, we're ready. So uh, so I'm not. All right, Jeff Borshowitz, I know you watch the show. Throw Omar, he's a great guy. Throw him some love. Give it a little shot. Give it a little corner. See what you can do with it. Give it a test. Give it a try. For me personally, help Omar out. This there is one of his. Uh, Wish list, right? 2019, why not? 2019, we'll see what we got. Right now, let's find out what's up in the cigar world with Barry Stein. It's time for What's, what's up? up in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars oh, no. is what's I know you want, up. Voted I know you want, Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled end to bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse cigar today. 
First, we're going to start with some breaking news because Omar forgot to say off the record. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the the, the, the Veta Inverso will be coming out in a boxer format in the near nice. future. Nice. And there's some breaking news there that nobody knows. Breaking news for sure. Breaking news for sure. So, I, uh, uh, that's should a have said, for you. should have said off the record. Off the record, parents. <laughs> there goes... <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a release date? In there, mind? Go, there goes there goes my press release, right? I appreciate that, man. It's over. Early 2019, first quarter. Yeah, so looking probably Q Q2 and uh, get it out and uh, get our retailers super excited. I mean, Navetas Inverso has been doing amazing. It really has surprised the the the, the living heck out of me. I uh, I you never really know if the consumer is going to see the vision of you have on a particular blend, and if they're going to understand, it's like, what the heck did you just do? You just inverse all the tobaccos and made it a little fuller body and richer. It's like, yeah, that's exactly what I did. And, uh, you know, there's no, there's no need to always have like, oh, well, you know, I use this amazing tobacco that I found in this very little tiny pristine farm. You know what I mean? There's, it, it, was, it was utilizing the tobacco that I already had in hand and how do I make it a little bit richer, a little fuller body. For the consumer, it's yeah. only about does it draw, <laughs> does it burn, and does it meet the taste profile that I'm looking for? Mm-hmm. No one really cares about all the other stuff. I mean, it may get someone to try it one time, but if your cigar does not draw, it does not burn, and it does not fit that taste profile, it does not win. Speaking of burn and other cigar news, the FDA Center for Tobacco Products announced amended fee structure for the civil monetary penalties. CMPs are the scaled financial penalties. The FDA issues to retailers found that violation of current regulations or requirements, and to see what those penalties are, you can go to the cigarauthority.com. I hate to say it, but it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. So I'm grateful that, you know, at the beginning they were talking about 10,000 in the first and three years in jail in the second. And I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't do the three years. <laughs> it was three months. You still can't okay. do it. I, don't, I, can't, I can't do three minutes. To for be Jonathan, with it'd you. be a trip to hedonism. I know. Oh, here, we here we go. I'm going to get a message from Skip Martin on that one. In other FDA news, FDA <laughs> Commissioner Scott, Dr. Scott Gottlieb issued a statement calling for the ban of flavored tobacco and cigars. Oof. While the long statement was primarily about vape and e-cigarettes, the language was buried in the middle of the statement that would make flavored cigars illegal. That's going to be a battle. This week on a IPCPR members call, it was shared that a couple of weeks back, under the radar, Altria has began pushing for a national 21 law in regards to all tobacco. Royal Agio Cigars announced the second release of the Balmoral and Yeho XO Lancero FT. You can see that on twoguyscigars.com when it comes out. And in the meantime, this week saw the release of the EP Carrillo Inch Ringmaster, Hors de Age 2017 from La Aurora, and Davidoff's Year of the Pig, all available now on twoguyscigars.com. And that's what's up in the cigar industry. All right, Dave, you got to shoot that. You made me, you poured another one. We're shooting them together. <laughs> shooting them. We're shooting them. Oh, my God. Here you go. Cheers. All right, up yours. <laughs> and that Laura Aurora cigar, somebody actually called up and go, hey, you have any of those whores? And I was like, excuse me? Yeah. I'm, I've been off that for years. <laughs> Next week uh, on the Cigar Authority, Randolph Churchill, the great-grandson of Winston Churchill, will be here celebrating Winston Churchill's birthday the night before. We're having an event at Two Guys Smoke Shop celebrating Winston Churchill. And the following day, Winston Churchill's great-grandson. How cool is that? Randolph Pretty Churchill. cool. We'll talk to him 
next week. That's uh, two weeks, isn't it? Next week is the release of. The oh, that's two weeks from yeah, now, December first. We do the contenders. The contenders for the cigar of the year next week. Yeah. Next week, most important show of the year. You almost completely forgot. Thank you, Barry. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just excited about um, he's Randolph off. Churchill. No, he just got drunk from that last I shot. Did. Is what happened. <laughs> right. No <laughs> more tango for Dave. Tango. Good now, now it brings back, with the extra shot in there, that's what brings back memories as, as it is right now. The aftertaste is horrific. How many did you, know? you do? How many did you do of this, Dave? Huh? It, back in the day? Yes. Oh, that was Six total? <laughs> it was the thing. It's not much of a drinker. No, I'm not. I'm not. And that's because I started off with tangos. So that'll, exactly. that, that'll turn you off to anything. Um, so, 2019 around the corner, and uh, we know the boxer is going to be the next. But can we expect anything else? Well, can we expect more? So um, I'm holding tight uh, next yeah. year. I, uh, I I I feel like it's uh, you know we're we sort of grown up in the in, you know in the industry where we now have five blends and you have something for everybody. I do, do. man. I, I I really do, and I feel like now it's time. I'm not you. And we talked about this before. I'm never going to be the cigar company that just starts launching, launching, and launching, and launching, and launching, expecting things to just continue to throw them up in the air and see. Oh, that one's stuck. Let's go with that. Um, I love doubling down, and that's why I did the changes on the boxes on the classical, did the changes on the boxes on the Bianco. And so for me now, it's about how do I get the guys that probably had tried it about two years ago and they've now moved on to an Aveta, they moved on to a different cigar. Hey, have you tried the uh, the classical lately? And so uh, and, what's and oldest was new. Absolutely. And that's what I did yesterday is go back to the original. Yeah. It went there. It's and fantastic. It, was, and it, it, it is. Fantastic. Everybody always goes to what's new, but go back to the old one and, and see how, what, what brought him to the game. So right? I had it's a, been out for a while, but mm-hmm. the rebranding of that box mm-hmm. is phenomenal. Yeah. I had a, uh, not to throw out another manufacturer while we have you on the show, but I, hmm. I had an opportunity to sit down with Eric Newman at the J.C. Newman factory, and he quoted you and said, everybody wants to know what's new, what's new, what's new. And he said, it re- they should really should be asking what's good. What's good. Yeah. And, you know, the crops change and things, and, you know, maybe this year is uh, the Classico is, is the uh, yeah, absolutely. really good this year or something. Not that it was bad any previous right. year, but whatever happened with the crop or whatever's going on, yeah, try that. You know, oh, I haven't had that for years. And you try to go, wow. Same thing with the cigar in the next hour. I haven't had it since its release. And we got it for everybody in the care package. Right. And it blew me away. We'll get to that. Because you kind of forgot, right? So you got got to go back. Okay, right now, uh, let's take uh, the matchup of the week. That ding ding means it's time for the matchup of the week. And the matchup of the week is brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair Cigars. Who would win this hypothetical battle? And uh, where are we? Um, would you uh, be, if you were able to see 10 minutes into your own future versus 10 minutes into the future of somebody else? 10 minutes into your future or 10 minutes into the future I of somebody else? I think it would be all the time, constantly, or just like right now? Let's go right with now. that. <laughs> uh, you, I would want I, I to, I think I could parlay this into quite the bar trick. And I would, I would start going to bars and betting with drunk people so i think that i would pick that one i would want to see in the future of someone else just to make money you say 10 minutes from now somebody's gonna yeah bet you a hundred dollars you knock over that beer in 10 minutes remember that movie um bill murray was in it uh groundhog day or something he goes oh she's gonna drop that plate in in just two minutes and she's gonna say this and they look at her and she drops the plate and she says what by the end of the movie he got laid i mean that that really is that really is the end game i think yeah yeah, that that becomes the end game of the whole show yeah Uh, i'd rather i'd rather see into the future someone else you know a, a 
company CAO, uh, CEO releasing stock earnings and knowing if it's going to tank yeah. or go up to know if you should short it or you should buy it. Or is there a fear of knowing what's going to happen to you in 10 minutes? You can't yeah. stop it. You're going to hit by a car or something's going to happen. Right. right. You can see into you know, the future in 10 minutes. This is what you do, but you don't realize in eight minutes you're going to be hit by a bus. <laughs> right. 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 I'm all in on yeah. somebody else. I'm, well. I'm going somebody else. <laughs> somebody else, right? I mean, 10 minutes from now, I'll be in commercial break. I know my future. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so final thoughts here on Nevetta and Verso. I'll tell you, burning slow. We got an hour out of it. I could probably go another half hour easy, right? Yeah. Get an hour and a half out of this. This is the Robusto, right? Yes. Robusto. Have, have you I ever had this. Moho? It's, it's kind of a, a Hispanic spice. I've worn mohair before. Uh, <laughs> it's usually rubbed into a pig before they roast the pig in the cajachina. Is Dave, this the green Dave stuff? It's kind of greenish yellow. Yes, yes, yes. So okay. I'm getting the Moho. A little citrus in, in, in this cigar. That's a lot of citrus. And yeah. It has some uh, oregano in it. Yeah. And a little bit of cumin. That's right. There we That's go. Full bad. circle. You the, mentioned the cumin earlier. flavor, yes. I mean, it's a, it's, there is a lot of going on with this blend. It really, it really blew me away when, uh, when, when we did those changes. Obviously, we had to do some tweaks. It's not as, as simple, you know, full-blown. But you increase the tobacco. You increase the primings. And I, uh, I was unbelievably happy on how this blend. And we have done incredible with I got to say, this is a cigar that really is approachable by any smoker. Really the is. guy that smokes the full-bodied stuff that's a leather well, tongue he, like he, Barry. He, yeah, somebody who can't handle Absolutely. anything more than medium like Dave. Yeah. The rest of us in the middle. You really, anybody can, can smoke it and enjoy it. Yeah. And that's what I dig about Give this. Give it a try. I, I'm, I'm excited about it. That uh, it, it sat there for a few days before I was like, ah, I know this is the most full-bodied one. And I'm pushing back and I'm pushing back. And then I said, all right, let me do it. And then I was blown away. You'll be happy to know, Omar, I smoked it the second the box was open. I just grabbed it. The Corona size and just lit it right up. Do we get a little noise for that one? That's a- <laughs> yeah. Good thing you get something for that. Do you have a favorite size or do you have a favorite blend I of love, yours? So I love, I'm still, I got to tell you, I go back a lot to my original Fratello Corona. I am a fanatic for that blend. I love it with all my heart. I think it's incredible. Um, in this size, I love the uh, the Corona, the Corona Gorda. It's a five and a, a five, seven, eight. That's the one I lit up. But it's so good, man. It's it really good. is very, very balanced, it's, which is what we do as a company is get, you know, very very balanced, very full flavor cigars. I don't pay so much attention. I probably should in some cases uh, to strength because I, I, I blend for flavor, man. I don't, when we're drinking alcohol, obviously I drink alcohol for a long time. I, I you know, it's alcohol content is going to be there, right? For me, it's flavor. Yeah. What do I get? What am I experiencing in that cigar? So we have uh, lines that are under milder to medium in terms of strength, uh, but they're full flavor. So for me, it's always about the question is, is the flavor there? Is the balance there? Is it going to be good right off the bat, which is the number one thing? I, I remember I went to a 2011 uh, uh, Big Smoke many years back, and uh, one, of the, one of the questions I was asked to, uh, to Manolo Quesada was, you know, what do you think is a great cigar? And he said, you know, I think a great cigar is one that starts off really, really good. If you immediately have to wait about an inch for that cigar to be good, you just wasted 15 minutes of your life. And I'll tell you, as a retailer, it's very important that the cigar starts off like that because somebody, they're a minute into the cigar and they're already giving negative stuff that they're saying about it. And I said, just give it a couple of minutes or whatever. But we as Americans, boy, you you better come out swinging. You have to. You got to come out swinging right in the beginning. So thank you so much for coming on the show. It's Guys, great to see you. Come and I am, us. I am humbled and I, I love 
Obviously, I, I, I'm a listener. I love coming around. Love hanging out with you guys. Love coming over and uh, hanging out with the with the with the uh, with the guys at the shop. And so, uh, it's always truly a pleasure. So Brush up on your tango. Year. I'll kick your ass when you get that booty off. <laughs> There's okay. no kicking any anything ass. Okay, let's be All right, we're gonna take a break, and when we come back, we're gonna smoke another one of Omar's cigars. It's something that's in the care package. We'll get to that, and we're gonna talk to the legend of dance to find out what he did last week and why his brother killed it here on the Cigar Authority. We're live in the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Stepping into the aging room has a new meaning at Aging Room Cigars, as Rafael Nodal has traveled to Spain, where the idea for Aging Room Solera was born. The Solera method of aging has been used for centuries in the making of wine, sherry, brandy, and rum. The method mixes different vintages, allowing them to age together. For Aging Room Solera, Rafael takes several tobacco vintages and puts them in bales, where they age together for another 12 to 18 months. This allows the tobaccos to marry for a longer period of time. At the end of the aging process, Aging Room Solera becomes a balanced, and complex cigar with a fantastic price point. Aging Room Solera, it will have you calling for an encore. In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX. All aged to perfection. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, each artfully crafted blend comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. To create this masterpiece, a combination of hand-selected filler tobaccos from the fertile soils of Esteli and Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf to bring you an endlessly complex and majestic experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allows the blend to marry, creating unmistakable and ever-changing tasting notes that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating each and every drop. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available online at twoguyscigars.com. Sereno, a majestic cigar aged to perfection. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of cigar science basics. This is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast. Or better yet, Passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal. Available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's CigarJournal.com. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. 
The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th anniversary as the Decade on Steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. The La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tabacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder, and the filler made up of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Peloto Oro, creating a medium to full-bodied, attractively consistent, and aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar. Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at Better Cigar Shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over. La Galera Habano. Justo and his father, Julio Eiroa, are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa Tobacco Farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. Hi, this is Brian Charles, living in Bangkok, Thailand, Mr. Jonathan's favorite city. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Yeah, it's funny because it's true. Welcome back, everybody, to the second hour, broadcasting live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. We're smoking Fratello cigars, and we're going to continue to do that. Last week, uh, we had Sammy B. took over, uh, and we learned a lot about Mr. Jonathan. Uh, I got a bone to pick with my brother, in fact. Before, during, and after the show. He was awesome. No, he was Listen, he did a great job of stepping in. He, he, I'm a fan of Mr. Sammy. He listened to the show. He and prepared got the for format. it. And yep. He brought something into he the show. Ready to go. He just didn't come in empty and say, uh, but, uh, I'm not going to add to the show. I got a, I got a bone to pick with him. He, he, he didn't tell the whole truth. 
He did not tell the whole truth, and we'll get into that later. All right. Uh, your mother was also here. Um, she probably got into the whole truth. <laughs> she did. As I told you, we talked before, during, and after, and uh, she even provided pictures, and we're going to get into oh, that. Oh, God. Are you kidding also, me? Uh, this is why and, she's not here today. And I'm saying that as, as a warning. You may, you may want to tune out now because you may lose your appetite. Uh, but let's pass out the next cigar. And, oh, uh, God. Ma. This, this is the Fratello Blanco. Barry, tell us about this. Well, today's second cigar is the Fratello Bianco, and it, too, is manufactured in Nicaragua for Fratello cigars. We are smoking the three, which is 5 by 56 and it features a San Andreas Negro Maduro over a Dominican binder with fillers from Pennsylvania, USA, Nicaragua, and Peru. It is part of the Cigar Authority Care Package, and a single cigar will set you back $9.69, while a box of 20 is just $171.99, which is a savings of almost $22, or 11% off the box price at twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. This is a beefy cigar. Would you say 5x56? Five 5x56. By 56. 5 by 56. 56. Yeah, a little beefy thickness. robusto here. I like a little girth. Yeah? Okay. So yeah, I heard. I, yeah. <laughs> and we're going to get to some of that in a, in a minute. Uh, it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. Nobody said excellence last week. I thought your brother was going to jump in on that, but he didn't. Hey, nobody's perfect. It was, it was missing. Uh, well, not nobody, but. <laughs> I, knew, I knew you were going there. <laughs> that was telegraphed. <laughs> so this is not the inverse of that. That's what we should have done is the inverse mm. to see him. But um, we didn't. You guys ever had corn chowder? Yes, I yes. like. I'm a fan of corn chowder. All right, so this this has a little bit of the sweetness from the corn chowder and a little bit of the. I don't want to say the onion because I don't want you to have a negative connotation. But there's a sweetness. I don't put onions in mine. There's a. Then you make it wrong. Okay. There's a there's a sweet component Let's to do the a onion. Corn chowder this week. That also I'm in. All right. I'm not making it with cream though. I'm going to use like oh god milked walnuts or something. No, <laughs> see now I'm not interested at all. I'm not going to tell you that. What about jambalaya? There's a little bit of that corn chowder, the sweetness with a little spice of the jambalaya. I'm with you there. I'm with you. All right. See that? I took it to the next level. I'm hung over. You know what? I'm three shots in. Three? Oh, because you had the extra one. And I'm telling you, I feel it. I'm five in. You're five in, but you're a pro. Yes, I am. And, And you don't even like this. I'm a professional. Five in, he doesn't like it. You know what he does when he likes it? <laughs> the whole bottle. It's double digits, brother. We're going to light our cigar today with the Vertigo Buddha. The Vertigo Buddha features the double-wide patented Vertigo big-ass tank, a flip-top, four jets, easy adjustment at the bottom, and a flip-out bullet punch, all for the low price of $39.95. The Vertigo Buddha. How embarrassing. We're doing a thing on a lighter. My light is empty. The your big Buddha with the giant. Your lighter's not. Yeah, that's because Jonathan didn't fill it up before. It's the not show. true. I made so sure yours was filled. It's not perfect. By the way, I finished your bottle. Gone. Gone. It was only and, a half a bottle of vodka. And you did. That's your least favorite. That's my least favorite. But now, now when I go out tonight, I got to stick the vodka. I can't drink my usual rum. Go up. Let's start something and go to the bar tonight and say, "Can I have a tango?" 
And when they say and the bar, what? The bar I go to has orange-flavored Pellegrino. No, but given this, right, have it in your pocket, you and they say, Tango, what's that? And you say, what's that? That's the new rage. I heard it on the Cigar Authority. It's coming back from the 70s. The owner's girlfriend, Casey, is watching. I'm bringing my own Tang. That's it. <laughs> well, the manager's girlfriend, I should say. And Tang, it sounds dirty. How about a dirty Tang martini? We'll call it the poon. Yeah. <laughs> That's when you leave a little bit of the powder floating at the bottom. But you can't do that now because it's not powder. Yeah. All right, I need to I need to address my brother's mistruth. So right, I was I was the first in that private school to do ballet, and I got my ass kicked for it. I got made fun of at recess. You should have. My brother fought a couple you of fights for me. You chose to do it. I chose to do it. All right, so things are starting to come back, come together, and then things are getting connected in a in a an effort for family solidarity. How old were you? I was in the <coughs> third grade, and you knew then. <coughs> I want to do ballet. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like who's the boss. We all knew that character. Who, but who the hell would say in the third grade, I'm going to take ballet no, because I'll tell you what nothing the, bad's going to come of this. No, I'll tell you what that thing was. My dad wouldn't let me play football because he said it was bad for your knees and too concussions. Manly. Too manly. Plus you, so, plus, you wanted to be a tight end, but everybody I knew you were a wide heard, receiver. Yeah. <laughs> I heard that football players did ballet, so I figured I would do ballet and get myself prepared for when I finally warmed down, which never happened. So my brother, after fighting probably my third battle on the on the recess area. Your younger brother. My younger brother. He yeah. got, got a temper on him. Doesn't and doesn't like people messing with his family. Period. Yes. He crumpled up that mailbag because that kid admitted to having a few. I tell you, you got a tight family. Yeah. But they but, all look out for each other. It was, it's a beautiful thing. It was weird. He doesn't like people messing with his family, but he was messing with oh, messing it, with No, him. it's okay internally. It's oh, all right. Okay. Yeah. So he signs up for ballet, convinces every boy in his class to sign up for ballet, and it becomes the this thing. This is the cool thing. Peeing for the school. It's cool. Right. Yeah. And he did it all so that I would stop getting my ass kicked, which never happened. I got my ass kicked every day, all day. Yeah. Every Turns recess. out it wasn't the ballet. It was you. Maybe, yes. Maybe that is he correct. just wanted you to have multiple partners. You are such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> so you heard the uh, new theme he did? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. All right, let's hear a little of that. It's the Cigar Authority. You'll get your information here. It's the Cigar Bare Necessities. We'll make it very, very clear. All the people all around. Everywhere they listen now. We'll tell you about the ones we like. Because if this one and that one will smoke all night, it's the Cigar Authority. It sticks, though, I'll tell you. Yeah, it does. Me and Ed Sullivan were singing it during the middle of the week or something. Oh, yeah, we were just singing it. Now, what I find interesting is uh, Barry's cowardice. He didn't make fun of my brother for hitting those high notes because my brother did the background vocals. Because I was convinced it was you. Both of them. Both of them. That's cool, putting something together completely by yourself. And there's a difference. Muscles. And he undersold how I, long I like you worked on that. I mean, it was it was a solid 25, 26 hours of record, play it, record, play it. Then he'd send me one and say, what do you think of this? And I'm like, oh, can you tweak that? Sure. Me not knowing that this is an eight-hour process for him to change one thing. <laughs> Redoes the whole thing, sends it to me, and I'm like, oh, you're close. If we could just take this one little thing. All right. So I end up at his house 
And I go, what are you, what are you, what are you working on? He goes, oh, you, you made that change. So I had to start over. It's another eight hours of, of messing really? around with this. See, I hope he kept the original. And Dave is a DJ. You know this. You had like the five-minute club edit on one right. side of the 12-inch. And you had the eight-minute version on the other <laughs> side. I pray there's no eight-minute version and of that song. Really? But I would love to hear the original. It, it didn't end there. I had to get involved. Yeah. Do some processing on it. So it was, it was a, a lot of work. A lot, lot, lot of work for that. So he got a second shot. And that's the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> So you've been gone 10 days. Yeah. That's a real vacation. It was I, I joke with you when you take a day off and you're taking a vacation, but right. this was 10 days. 10 days. Uh, started off with the National Living Legends and honored to have been inducted in 2015. And they've had me back to DJ every year. And this but you're, year. You're a legend of dance. Why are you DJing and not dancing? I dance as well. Okay, but they're not bringing you back for dancing? They bring me back to be a dancer. I'm one of the people, one of the few pros that goes around and I and I ask every single person to dance, male or female. I, I'm on the dance floor every single song. See, this is making sense to me. They named him a living legend just so they could get a free DJ out of it. Yeah, maybe. And, no, they pay me. And they Dave, one, me. one of our news spotters was there, so we do have a, a low-resolution <laughs> photo. Oh, ah. God. We do. And, and, and based on literally your, dancing with a guy. And based on your limp wrists, it looks like <laughs> you were playing the role uh, of the girl. He always plays the role of the girl. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> no? No, mostly I'm the guy. Oh, all right. Mostly. <laughs> you can take that off the screen anytime you want it. Yeah, so. I, yeah I'm having technical difficulties. <laughs> Hold on one second. <laughs> all right. Uh, there we go. Jeez. But then I went, uh, I went and hung out with my sister in Florida. And so where was the legend of dancing thing? That's in uh, Virginia Beach. Okay. So when I got Virginia's to... Virginia for lovers. lovers. There you go. Beat <laughs> me to it. <laughs> so I get there and she says, let's go out to a cigar bar. And I said, oh, I know a couple of people at the Davidoff spot that uh, Corona owns. Jeff. I reached out to Jeff and said, I'm going to be there. He was in Orlando. I reached out to my buddy, Mark, that uh, helps to run that store. He was out of town. So I went in as... Really, what I thought would be a secret shopper, you know, I'll expose sure. whatever holes they have in their game. Zero holes. Yeah. From the second notch. you walk in, there's someone very cordially inviting you to to look around if you'd like. If you'd need some help, they offer you the help. And I knew what I was going for for the first cigar. And we go up to the register. We buy them. Byron. It was, it was Byron. Thank you. And uh, your favorite. It's correct. So. My second cigar, my sister smokes slower than I do. So my second cigar, I walk up to the kid at the counter and said, what should I be smoking? He brings me over to the case that has $250, $250 cigars, and that's the cheap one. That case had $500 cigars in it, pre-embargo Cubans. Oh, all right. And I said, no, no, no. I'm not spending $250 to $500 on a cigar. I want to support the shop. This is who I am. I work for Two Guys Smoke Shop. I want to smoke your private label. Whatever you got. And so he brought me over and he got me for $27. It was very good. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Uh, but everything from the bartenders to the wait staff. That place has the greatest scotch selection of a cigar. Great scotch selection. That I've ever seen. But they, they kept the ashtrays empty. I mean, every single detail you could possibly want to have an experience. Because my sister doesn't go to cigar bars. Yeah. So she's there with me, and I'm, I got my fingers crossed that she's going to have a good experience because I, she said, well, let's sit outside. It's less smoky, and I go, it's not going to be smoky. And we'll sit down. We'll have a nice, comfortable chair. 30-foot ceilings help. Really? Yeah. Really good. We've all been there. I can't say enough about, about Jeff's spot there in Tampa. 
I haven't been to his other shops, but that one was Yeah, I've been to everything, and, he, and he's a great retailer. And there need to be more great retailers out there. So live and learn from somebody like him. Get to his shop if you're a retailer. When I asked if he had Fratello done. cigars, though, they didn't. That was the only downside. But maybe next time I go. Maybe. They'll have Fratello. Well, hopefully they should. Did you, have, did you do the Brazilian steakhouse right next door? No. Fogo de Chao. Ah, no, awesome. but my sister took me to a sushi place where you don't get to order. You walk in, it's it's $150 a person, and the chef decides what you're going to eat, and there wasn't a bad thing in there. I mean, everything was exceptional. I don't like the chef telling me what I'm eating. No, I'm, I'm listen. too picky. The only, too picky. I the can't do it. The only thing I learned about sushi is this particular place, you have to eat the sushi upside down because they brush the right amount of wasabi on, the right amount of soy sauce. Right amount for who? Believe me, it's the right amount. Yeah. It, and you did it with your hands, right? Oh, yeah. You eat it with your hands. Yep. My friend was, Alex Borgignon has the only four-star rated sushi restaurant in the New York Times in New York City, and it's the same way. You eat what the chef tells you, no utensils. You're supposed to eat it with your hands. Oh, it was exceptional. Yeah. I know you're not into the raw fish thing, but yeah. if you're into sushi, I can't remember the name of the place, but it was So phenomenal. you're no, no help at all. No help at <laughs> all. No help at all. Okay, right now it's time for the Don Raphael Offer of the Day. The Don Raphael Offer of the Day is brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Everyone has a price. Would you do this? And if so, for how much? And today it's $100. And Barry, easy enough. Smoke a cigar for $100. But it's rolled with 10 6-inch long human hairs from end to end within the cigar. And you got to actually smoke the cigar to the band. I'm sure we've all done it with one. It's a handmade product. I'm sure somebody's lost a follicle while rolling a cigar. It, it's human nature. Sure, why not? What's the amount? Six. Six dollars? No, a hundred bucks. You're going to smoke six end-to-end. It's six hairs inside of it. Six inches long each. You have a smell here burning. Oh, yeah. As long as it's not a curly hair, I'm okay with right. it. Yeah? Yeah, you wouldn't do the curly ones. From so an you know, African, minor, from minor an six inches long in their street. Here or Ish. something else? Rock glass. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'd do it for 100 bucks. Yeah? Yeah. Roll the cigars with hair. I'm in. Hair, cigar. Uh, we've all done it, whether we realize it or not. So, sure, why not? Hmm. Think about the millions and millions and millions of cigars rolled. You know, you wash your hand at your sink and then you walk and you notice like a hair fell out while you wash yeah. your hand. I'm sure it's happened in cigars. Hmm. No. Nobody, nobody wants to hear that, but it has to happen. But, but this is done on purpose. The six long strands are here, applied, put inside of it. You're a yes, you're a yes, Ed Sullivan. What color is the hair? <laughs> really? What color is the hair? Yeah. Brown. Then you'll yeah, never I'm notice out. it. It'll blend out with the tobacco. <laughs> if it was blonde, it's another story. That's right. Ed Sullivan, if you're going to transition from that another screen, you got a black screen there in case oh, you Oh, I didn't know, know exactly what yeah, I'm doing. Yeah, we don't want right. you to see what's coming. Yeah, don't worry about it because what's coming now, and let's get to that. Mr. Jonathan was born without hair. What did you interview my mother? And there he is. And people oh. say that all, all children are beautiful. Not the case. <laughs> That's wow. him without any hair. Look at the gingery goodness there. There's a little stubble. That's all you have. Who was the chubby kid in The Little Rascals? Alfalfa's friend. Spanky. Spanky. He looks like Spanky. Is there a little bit of drool running? Yeah, I'm sure. The tongue hanging out. I'm and sure. Then, and that is Jonathan B., whose last name they don't say, and we can't <laughs> get to, couldn't get to that. But as time went on, he did grow hair, but you can see why he stopped what the hell? Having did, hair. 
Are you? <laughs> what the hell? That's Mr. Jonathan as a teenager. My hair was so curly that I, that's with egg whites that I ironed. I put egg whites in my hair and I ironed it with wax paper. Of course. You and did. you wonder why After, your hair fell out. What the hell were you doing there? <laughs> After three minutes, the tops curled on you my were mohawk. Hoping- Maybe the Mongolian thing was going to catch on, or <laughs> what is what's happening here? That's a mohawk. No, it is. It's not, not a mohawk. Yeah, you guys can't see it from this angle. That's a mohawk. That's a end faux hawk. All the way back. I guess it's a faux hawk. I don't know what the heck that because is. Because you weren't getting enough beatings from uh, doing your ballet. I thought maybe I could look tougher. That and, doesn't look tough no, to you? And no, no smile. You get, That's you. That's me. Hmm. That might be my driver's license picture. When I, was <laughs> I think it is. Oh, my God. How old were you there? 18, I think. Yeah. Wow. And just the girls wouldn't be attracted to it anyway? Or what was going on? In <laughs> I didn't day? get laid by no. any stretch. No. <laughs> Did the guys like it? The only tang I got was tang. Yeah. It was real tang. Orange flavored. Mr. Jonathan, hmm. my God. So, which got me to, I, I think I would like some Barry pitches. I would like some Ed Sullivan pitches. We would unfortunately, like to, the, unfortunately they don't. They don't there have, are no pictures of Barry Stein? They don't uh, have parents that are going to sell them out like my mother. Long story behind Jeez that. Jeez Really? Yeah. Somebody's got to have some Barry. Nah, when my mom passed away, I didn't clean out the apartment, and they're all gone. But how about you? You never no. had pictures of yourself? I got a picture maybe of when I was like two years old, but that's it. We'll, we'll take it. I'll take it. Um, aunts, uncles, anybody? No, actually, Heidi has like six Polaroids. I'll bring them in for you because oh. doesn't bother me. We'll digitize those. I don't. That look, can't be any worse than that. Right? I don't. This is the worst thing I've ever seen. I don't look as bad as Jonathan. So <laughs> she she provided two pictures randomly, and and here's the two I got. I so assure far. you, there was nothing random about that. Oh, the, yeah. Here's some embarrassing shit. He's not going to want anyone to see. Here we go. Wow. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Somebody has to. And then you said, let me just shave this thing off because there's nothing happening here. There's plenty of hair, though, but even on the side, you cut it off. Yeah. I've just never been a fan of hair. Yeah. But on facial hair, body hair. I had a ginger afro that I, I could have been the white guy on the Jackson 5. I mean, the thing was just massive. That got me beatings as well. So you said, let me just take Ronald this off. Ronald McDonald because... was my nickname for a while. Really? Yeah, it's not All right, good. so... Uh... You know, I want to share before the show, as much as we give Jonathan a hard time, his legs were over your shoulders before we went on the air. It's yeah, true. It was true. <laughs> you, you may see that picture out on you had, Omar uh... DeFriez's Facebook page, if you're not a friend of Omar DeFriez. You had all of me pressed up against the back of your neck. Yes. Not that you noticed. Huh. No, there was barely anything happening. Right? <laughs> so, just so, you know. so it was like a package delivery. <laughs> Uh, Patello Blanco, what do you think? And how do you compare it with the cigar we just smoked? A little lighter in mm. the in the nicotine strength, but as far as the flavor goes, the very full flavored. It's just a different flavor. And a l- it, little more sweetness. Looking at it, it looks like it would be stronger. Mm. But a little bit of coffee. Uh, it's a really good, balanced, well-rounded cigar. Yeah, burning well. It's Hoy de Nicaragua, known for very full-bodied cigars, not so very full-bodied. No, approachable by anybody. Yeah. For sure. This is the one with the white band on it. His, his bands are unique that they go to the side. You'll, you'll notice them when you walk into a cigar store. You go in and you'll notice a Fratello when you see it. So uh, your brother's in the chat room. The picture of you with the Mohawk, you were 15. 
I don't think that's correct. I think I was 18. I had my driver's license. I drove around with that. That was my driver's license picture. Not according to your brother. Hmm. He's younger than I am. His memory's flawed. How much younger is he than you? Two years. Two years. So he was old enough to know. We'll find out when we come back. We're going to take a break, a peek into the asylum, a classic three-way, and more in the mailbag. We'll get into that. We're live at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let's talk a little about Rough Rider cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass-looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice its sweet-like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding! The Rough Rider Cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar, imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. Every cigar is in the $3 price range, that's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider Cigars, there's nothing rough about Rough Rider except the name. Rough Rider Cigars. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican cigar manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Andullo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma, and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Andullo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar and Company. It's time to light that cigar and stay tuned. Ooh. The Cigar Authority will be right back on the United Podcast Network. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. 
that Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. The nearly 175-year-old H. Upman brand in collaboration with storied cigar maker A.J. Fernandez bring a medium to full-bodied, sweetly balanced, and yet complex smoking experience. Boasting an Ecuador Sumatra wrapper, this cigar produces incredible aromas and nuances of sweet spices. Today, almost 175 years later, the legacy of H. Upman lives on a brand new take on an age-old brand. Handcrafted in Esteli, Nicaragua by Cigar Master A.J. Fernandez. Available in four sizes, priced under $9. A legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. This is Eric Newman from the J.C. Newman Cigar Company, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority. And we're back. We're smoking Fratello Bianco, and we got some stuff in the mailbag here, Mr. Jonathan. We do. I, I do have to uh, give my brother a tip of the hat because the Ashtag game that we played somehow made it all the way down to Florida. We're at a, a cigar bar in St. Petersburg. My sister invites her partner in to have a cigar with us and a drink. This is a pot- and, business partner? or yep, business yeah. partner. And... Uh, he did not understand the written instructions on how to hashtag and was concerned I would punch him in the face. And so he we, he ke- keeps comparing cigars, comparing cigars. Should I ash now? My ash? You my do ash? that in a cigar bar make a mess? I tipped the waitress. Right. I overtipped the waitress because of the mess. But So he tried flicking my ash off the cigar, which I saw coming a mile away, and I moved the cigar. She reaches over and grabs his cigar and said, that's not how to do it. And covered me in ash <laughs> and said, hashtag from Sammy B and got it on video. Ah. So Sam's happy. He, he wins for now. So, But Thanksgiving's coming. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, your brother's still in the chat room embarrassing the hell out of you. I'm sure. And he said the picture of you, the mohawk, happened in the same apartment that you got held down and had his legs shaved by Naomi and our friends. Ah. <laughs> There's so much story to Mr. Jonathan's backside here. The following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. And Alex writes, gentlemen. Before I get into my question, I just want to thank you guys for always getting back to me on questions I may have. 
I'm moving soon and wondering how to handle the move when it comes to my cigars. Should I treat them like family and seatbelt them in? Yes. Shotgun style? Or gently bubble wrap the humidor and pack them away in boxes? Thanks always. Alex from Pennsylvania. Now, when I moved, the moving trucks took all the things they had to take. And I put in my car my cigars like they were family. That's the, that's the play. Right? They are family. Because I wanted to get them right to the house, put into the right environment. You're going to be stressed with the unpacking. You're going to need uh, a cigar. I don't, to to, I don't want them to bounce them around. And that's where the problem happens with cigars, bouncing around, especially uncellophane stuff. And it right. takes a couple of hits. They're destroyed in a very short period of time. Handle them I also, I got to give Dave a little credit here. Um, because of the weather, I changed my flight and got, instead of flying into Manchester where my wife was going to pick me up, I skipped a day to miss the snowstorm and flew into Boston. And Dave had said, instead of taking an Uber next time, just give me a call and I'll come pick you up. Well, he didn't just pick me up. He picked me up in his Escalade, very comfy. He had the seat already warm for me. He had a cigar and a water. And we enjoyed an hour and 10 minute drive from Boston to my house, door to door service. He's the best Uber driver I've ever had. This just took the odd couple to a whole new level. (laughs) Although he, when he told me he was picking you up, I just said, that makes sense. He doesn't have friends. (laughs) <laughs> the airport pickup is very very important very tough too and he, and to his credit he dealt logan with airport oh my god brutal. they couldn't make it more uncomfortable for you no cell phone lot going to the cell phone you did blow it though the the rules to him was and when you're ready to go out before you're ready to go out call me on the phone but he texted me oh. so i got music playing I, i'm talking to people in the, in the cell phone lot sharing because he's so personable <laughs> I, I gave a cigar to a guy in the yeah, cell phone lot because my license plate says cigar, and he came over and asked about the cigar. Yeah, I got a cigar. Here you go. And we're, <laughs> we're talking, and, and I'm waiting for a phone call that never came. And then a text comes, okay, I'm ready. And it was three minutes into, you had sent it three minutes previous to that. And I'm like, oh, God, okay. And uh, they, there was, what happens is everybody gets off the plane at the same time. So everybody's picking everybody up and it's complete mayhem at that moment. And whatever, you threw it in the back seat, and we're off and running and uh, we beat the horn a few times. Yeah. I got to say, though, he doesn't slow down. I mean, there was, <laughs> there was a, a, a shot for him to get into traffic and he starts making the move and is waving me over. It was very Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, my, stuff, my stuff went in the back. Boom. Jumped in the driver's seat as i'm running by the car right, to right. get in yeah i get in and he's holding the cigar for me here you go buddy all right cigar lighter cutter ready to go great. here we go it was great all right so um let's take a peek into the asylum from our friends at asylum cigars they're coming to take me away haha they're coming to take me away ho ho to the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time and i'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats and they're coming to take me away It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars, Take No Prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars, with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80 Asylum Cigars. Now, we all know that Mr. Jonathan has the biggest ego here on the set. But Dutch business person Emil Rattelband might have the biggest ego in the world. The self-help guru dubs himself as the young guide, 
And he's arguing that if people can change their gender, he wants to be able to change his age from 69 to 45. I saw this. His reasoning is not only to help with job prospects, but his chances on Tinder as well. Now, if only we could swipe left on the idiots of the world, and that's not only insane, it's asylum. I'm with him, though. You you should be able to change your age if you can change your gender. You can't change that either. You are who you are. This is it. Like it or not. This is who you are. You heard it here first, folks. I am who I am. You are who you are. That's it. Accept it, and that's it. All right. The following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. And James writes, hey, guys, love the show. And Barry has become my cigar hero. Oh, God. Bowing. He's bowing in the email. Did you write this? May rise. Uh, I have an idea for the show, and after smoking and loving the Toscano Classico, I was surprised to learn it was Clint Eastwood's go-to cigar in his westerns. So I'm wondering what other famous actors uh, smoked in their movies. Brando and the crew in The Godfather, Pacino in Scarface, Will Smith, and his famous The Fat Lady Sings cigar in Independence Day. That was was bearing. That was bearing. That was a bearing. And this may go well with the today's ideas of cigars to smoke with certain movies, which I thought was a stupid idea. Uh, keep up the great work, James. Yeah, we're going to end up pulling that off anyway. I'll give that to you. Thank you. I knew you'd like that. And, I, you know, I, I've been a cigar geek for 35 years, maybe 40 years, and watching the movies and always trying to see what the heck are they smoking and why. And it. Uh, you know, when I talked to people that were in the movie industry, and, and it wasn't uh, placement. It wasn't, no. um, you this know. This is what was available paying. at the cigar shop. That was shop. it. I yeah. went to the cigar <laughs> shop, got it and whatever, and buy a bunch of them because we're going to use the same band that's in it. And uh, it goes for Columbo movies and all, all kinds of stuff like that. And always watch what it is. And somehow I'll gather information up. And for that episode, we'll tell you what, what, what they were smoking. He always talked about his cigars in interviews afterwards about, how it was no specific yeah. cigar. Just he would send his people to go Give buy a box cigars. of cigars. Yeah. Here's the budget. Stay yeah. in the budget. Yeah, but you you look at Colombo. There's no band on the right. on the band. I wonder if they took it off or, or what was happening at that point. But typically cheaper cigars. But even when he'd go to somebody else's office and they'd offer him a cigar. Unbanded, they would be unbanded cigars. They, they didn't want to end up putting it in. But when I worked at Miami Cigar, when movies were being made, they would call up and they would say for X amount of dollars, "Well, ah. one of the characters smoke your cigar in the movie," which usually never flew with us. Yeah, you end up not because it happens for a second. How many people actually see it and could see what the band is long enough? Yeah, but I know companies that do it. Yeah, there are they a do few. Pay, yep. They're out there and doing it. Okay, let's get to the classic three-way brought to you by Classic Cigars. You've heard of epic rap battles. But now it's time for the epic battle. Wow. It's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day. Tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. In classic history. Is looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All classic cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is priced under, get this, under $3 per cigar. You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from, yeah! Choose any blend, including the classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown, and nutty overtones. That's- Undertones, you idiot. Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. 
celebrate today with a classic cigar. All right, this is where it gets a little tricky because last we left this group, Mr. Jonathan was our champion, but he wasn't here last week, and last week Ed Sullivan wins. So you forfeit. What? Your brother wasn't able to continue the family. He took your spot. That's BS. He, He failed. So it goes back to Ed Sullivan as our champion. Who will Sammy B, you hear this? Who will go first? We're extending the feud. <laughs> Dave is now included. There we go. That's okay. Whoa. That's okay. I'm proud to be uh, one of the <laughs> people being feuded. So Ed Sullivan is our champion. But in order for it to go straight, we're gonna we have six questions, and I got two tiebreakers in case because we need a reigning champion for sure. Without any. Any crap from Mr. Jonathan saying it's not fair. Or it's already not fair. I am the champion, but okay. Today's November 17th. Martin Scorsese, American film director from Raging Bull, Taxi Driver, Goodfellas, The Departed, born in Queens, New York. Was born today. What year, Ed Sullivan? 1948. 48, he says. 1935. 35. 1942. 42. Why do you have to think about it if you wrote it down? I'm thinking of changing my answer, but I can't, obviously. <laughs> 1942. Two points, Ed. Two points for Barry Stein. Sometimes I deduct two. I have to not to. All right, so two points. He's got it's it already exact. Suspect. And it's over to Mr. Jonathan. Danny DeVito, American actor, taxi, ruthless people, twins, born in Neptune Town, New Jersey. He's on the cover of Cigar Aficionado this month. Big cigar smoker, Danny DeVito, born what year? 1940. 40, says. 1939. 39. 1950. 50 would be over, so 40 will take the point. It's 44. Point for Mr. Jonathan, two for Barry, goose egg for Ed Sullivan. And we're over to Barry Stein. Lorne Michaels, Lipschowitz, Canadian producer, actor, and comedy writer for Saturday Night Live. Lorne Michaels, <coughs> born in Toronto, Ontario. Hi to our friend Rudy out there. They must be friends. They must be. Neighbors. Born today, what year? 1944. 44. 1940. 40. 42. 42. Somebody gets two points. Barry Stein. You freaking cheater. Four points for Barry Stein, one for Mr. Jonathan, zero for Ed Sullivan, and on to Barry Stein. Sure. Douglas Engelbard received the patent for the first computer mouse today. What year? 1975. 75. 1967. 67. 1960. 1960. Ed Sullivan's on the board. He says 67, it's 1970. So we got Ed Sullivan on the board. Two questions remain, unless we have to go into overtime. And this goes over to Ed Sullivan. The first TV condom aired on Fox TV today. What year? Excuse me. Condom. TV condom. Like as an advertisement? Yes, TV condom ad. 1972. 72. 1975. 75. 75. 75, the same. Nobody's over, so we're going to give a point to each year. It's 1991. Wow. 1991, the first time. So Didn't get... see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, touche. There's one point for Barry and one point for Mr. Jonathan. Let's pick the same number. I got two points so far on the board. Just make sure you get You do. And you got, got five, five for Barry. We've got one question left at Sullivan. Should we go any further? But just for fun, we will. 
Um, RuPaul, Andre Charles, American drag queen, actor, singer, and TV personality, RuPaul's Drag Race. Born in San Diego, California, is born today. What year is he or she born? 1958. 58. 1970. 70. 1962. Like he knows it, but 62 is over. Damn it. 58 will take the point. It's 1960. <coughs> Barry Stein runs away with it. Six to two to one. We have a champion. So even if you were the champion, I still would have beat you. Yeah, it doesn't matter. So Barry Stein is our champion. There's no doubt about it. Whatever. Whatever. Sorry, sport. Following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. Gentlemen, it's been a while since I've written in to share my crappy ideas, but I have another. Good. 30 of them. Uh, my hope is you can spin this drivel into something worthwhile since you're in need of show ideas. I am. And if you can spin this well, it feels like a new segment, one that someone could sponsor. Nice. <clears throat> nice Steve nice. Saka. That's written down. That's not me. Really? Ad-libbing. Ah. One of the best parts of... Cigars is the conversation when it comes along with it. The topics tend to be in a standard rotation, but the approach to it can be what makes it special and a cigar memorable. All right. Cut to the chase. All right. You can have a cigar dinner with any three people you want. They need to be alive. Who are they? Ah. You can have dinner with any three people you want dead or alive. Who are they? And the list goes on and on and on. So I'll give them to you. Maybe, maybe you got something. Is there anything good here? <laughs> That's how feuds start. Yeah. <laughs> Best book you ever read? Oh, God. Uh, strangest place you ever had sex? Really? Name three women. Strangest Marry place? one, kill one. Get... <laughs> oh. It'd be the same person. Trump. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Five movies ever. You know these two guys I share the stage with? Neither of them watched The Godfather. Neither of them watched. The I just am not into three and a half hour epic films. I just don't do it. We just have to do it. We have to do it. And, do a, do and a you, cigar event around it, you, and then I'll be you're stuck. Both, you're both employed by me, so I'm gonna, I may have to pull, <laughs> pull, pull an audible and we watch the movie together while you're oh, on the while God. you're on the clock, because you're missing. I'm always on the clock. You're missing the Godfather. Were you on the clock last week? I was reached out to last week. Really? Yeah. If you deduct a letter from that, he might have been. <laughs> <sighs> His mind never comes out of the gutter. It's in the gutter. The lock. All right. So we're smoking Fratellos today. We had two different ones and not to take anything away from the other. But now we can compare two different Fratellos to say he said his, his original one was his favorite one. Well, this isn't the original. This is edition two. This correct. This is his second correct. round. So do you, do you, this is edition three. I don't is think this so. this three? No, this is the second cigar second he came release. out with. Okay. The size is the three. Oh, all right. And according to the website, it's his favorite size of the Bianco line. Okay. There's nothing wrong with this. I, I, I myself enjoyed the first one better. It, it hit my flavor profile better. There is certainly a place in the market for this. This is a fuller... Flavored. There's more mouthfeel going on here. It's a little more on the dark side as far as the tastes go. This, this I, I can think of a bunch of people that this would be great for. It's just not my thing. I am shocked personally that the first one, the, the Nevada Inverso, is my favorite Fratello 
ever. Really? Roaded with flavor. And mm-hmm. it, and it's fuller bodied, I understand, but it, it didn't kick kick my butt or anything like that. But the flavor on that yeah, cigar, for me. how well it burned. I have still a half hour left of it. It's there sitting there because you're going I'm, back to I'm going it. back. Yep. Not that there's anything wrong with this. I want to make sure everybody understands because mm. this is this is the care package one that we're mm. smoking. Good cigar. I'm with Omar though. His first his first one, the regular Fratello, in the Corona size. That's my favorite that he makes. What I like about this cigar is a lot of times San Andreas could be so overpowering that all you get is that mineral aspect of San Andreas wrapper. Yeah. You don't get that with this cigar. This is a great representation of that wrapper. Yeah, so San Andreas is Mexican. It has a dirty component to, to the tobacco. Earthy. You're not getting earthy. earthy. Dirty I'm not, Mexican. Yeah, I'm not getting it is right. I'm not getting earthy. Oh, this is definitely, I, I think Barry's a little off there. I think this is definitely on the darker spectrum of the flavors, which earth would be considered in part of that. Dark espresso, dark cocoa. Those are all things I'm getting on this. I just like a little bit more sweetness. This is a little on the dark side for me. Ed Sullivan, too thick for you. I realize that, but yeah, well, but I'm with you. Actually, the first one is my favorite of the Fratello line. I thought it was thing. phenomenal. Great cigar, great cigar. I think he's learning as he's going on, and and uh, it's getting better and better and better. Uh, although I I did yesterday. Um, was it yesterday? This morning, actually, this morning, the first cigar I smoked was the original one, and and hadn't had it for a while, and said, "Wow, this is really good." Yeah, it is. Okay, so going back, it's nice to go back to old cigars, and and you know that's we're gonna have no choice pretty soon, but to go back to old cigars well, all the time. I can tell you this: a little scoop, and I, I'm not sworn to complete secrecy, but I can't get into too many details. I smoked two prototypes from the folks at J.C. Newman. Uh, they're working on a new shape that they uh, haven't done in their higher end stuff. Very good. And I got to smoke what looks like will be the real American that's going to come out for real and, this and time. And you saw the people rolling them, hand rolling hand rolling in Miami, well, they made, in, in uh, Tampa. They made over 15,000 ones that are never going to hit the market. Really? Hmm. Yeah, they had they had some issues as far as burnability some drawer issues. They had to tweak some things, and the newest edition of it is spectacular. They gave me a couple of bands. I got those hmm. of the new of the new one. Very good. And and I have to say, so the still I have not smoked what America. You have not. I, I have. smoked so many renditions over. <laughs> it feels like eight years. Well, he said to me, he goes, <laughs> yeah. "Listen, I, all these people that come out with cigars, and, and Omar alluded to this earlier. All these people that come out with new blends." all the time and every year they have a new release it takes so long to get it right i met the two people that roll them i met them last year yeah but these get i mean they're only and, making a hundred cigars only each two a day people that roll these cigars that's it that's it they do everything they they size their own their own tobacco meaning their their cigar tobacco that's going to be in a robusto they size it themselves they find one that can be a churchill they put that in the churchill pile they're only making a hundred cigars a day they changed their box counts. They're going to go to 20-count boxes. Uh, what I smoked was very good. It was the best of the three that I smoked was that American. And when will we see these? 
He didn't have a straight answer. Yeah. I asked We're him never over see him. and over and over again. We're never going to see him. It's one of those things that I'm like, they got people They there. ended up coming out with the Black Diamond eventually. Yeah. They're going to come out with this eventually. I'm curious if the size on the other premiums is a Lancero, because they don't have a Lancero in that size. They, this is something that they've come out with, I can tell you off the air. They've come out with this style of cigar before, sort of. But I have to say, to Eric's credit, I texted him the day before. And I thought I had reached out to him before. And when I looked at my texts, it had been Bobby that I reached out to. Bobby was in D.C. fighting for our, our rights to smoke cigars right. as Americans. And Bobby was unavailable. And I said to Eric, oh, my God, I thought I texted you before. If you have no time, you have no time. Of course, I have time. Meet me at 11.03. 11.03. <laughs> at the factory. And from 11.03 to 12.03, that time is yours. And, man, 12.03 was walking me out to my car. It was great. It was great. Very generous. Small doses. Small doses of Jonathan is yes. good. He alluded to that. Yeah, he did. <laughs> so, Jonathan, while you were away, we mentioned that uh, Dave and I were singing the new jingle. Yeah. And that naturally led into a, another song that we sang right after that one, one of your favorites. Have you ever put butter on a Pop-Tart? It's so freaking good. Have you People in the audience are singing along right now. Tate. And, and it was and quite we, an idea. And we bought the Pop-Tarts, and it's coming. <laughs> yeah, you're going to do a... I have them here. On this show? Or on the Snack Authority. Are you going Snack Authority? We might this? do... Yeah, we could do well, it we could do snack. both. We could do if both. If we get enough. Some, there's some crisscrosses that happen yeah. between Are we them. bringing a toaster oven out? I mean, we, we do it this right? It. We got to do it right. Okay. And hopefully, we don't blow a fuse <laughs> and take, take the show off the air. We have to pair the buttered Pop-Tart. By the way, raspberry, unfrosted. This is the way to go. In case you guys are wondering how deep you go into it. Cinnamon sugar, by the way, is you, the way to go. It is not... It is not. I'm going to have to come pack it with yes. my own. Bring your own. Raspberry. It's raspberry, unfrosted, budded. You're missing out. Oh, my out. God. No, you're missing out. You're missing out. This is how it's done. Frosted, in. cinnamon, sugar, and you put butter on the opposite side because it creates the cups and it holds the butter. It goes into and the grooves of it. Then there wasn't there that Prince song, He Ate a Raspberry Pop-Tart? Yeah, remember that? He ate a raspberry Pop-Tart. I'm pretty sure it was Raspberry Beret, but uh, I'm only a DJ. He bought it from a secondhand store. I could be mistaken. (laughs) It was a a secondhand raspberry (laughs) Pop-Tart. All right, that's it. That's all the time we have for this week on the Cigar Authority. Next week, it's that time of year when we pick the contenders for the Cigar of the Year. And this will not be a contender for the Cigar of the Year because it came in too late. It's, it could be a contender for next year, but it Certainly will not could. be a contender for this year, so don't think. But we picked eight of them, and one of them will be the Cigar of the Year, but we're going to reveal the eight contenders of the Cigar of the Year next week, so don't miss it. Um, what will be the Cigar of the Year? It's going to be one of those eight, but we'll find out that next week. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And if you've learned nothing else in this, Ed Sullivan, I swear to God, if you put that picture up, (laughs) keep the lid end out of your mouth. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.